This is Rocky Patel. This is Alma the Sun. Eric Newman. Eric Hansen. This is Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Hi, this is Glenn Case. Nick Perdomo. Nicholas Perdomo Jr. This is Jerry from Ben and Jerry's. This is Jim Young from Davidoff of Geneva. This <laughs> is the Cigar Authority. <laughs> the authority. Are you saying pal? On everything cigar. <laughs> In. I get it. And out of the cigar industry. I know what it entails, and I'm ready to nail it. With your host. You know, you're, you're funny. <laughs> David Garofalo. I'm funny how? Like I'm a clown, I amuse you. What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Mr. Jonathan. Damn it, who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? For the last time, anything you put on that prompter, Burgundy will read. Very stunned. Son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son You thought I was going to say this, son of a bitch, didn't you? And Chuck Morrison. I am 35 years old, and I live in a van down by the river. It's time to light them up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. December 6, 2014, broadcasting live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We got lots of emails of what we did not make as a contender for the Cigar of the Year. We'll light up what each of us believe should have made the cut. The latest Cigar Journal has hit the shelves and stocking stuffers for Christmas for the guys. What do they want? We'll discuss how a boner can help the cigar industry. Uh, Barry Stein wrote this. Did you say boner? Uh, Barry Stein wrote this crap. I don't know. I'm just reading it. We got old Fart Freddy in the aging room, and we'll get Debonair, uh, and Barry's got cigar news and lots more. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of The Cigar Authority. It shall forever be known as the boner episode. Uh, You're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week, we are high atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop here in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, uh, and we're in the studio, but we're looking for a sponsor. For we are studio. looking, we're asking, and uh, the year is coming to a close. We're going to have somebody by January 1st. We've got people that are interested, uh, so lock it up, John Carney. Uh, the only show that doesn't just allow smoking, we insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube because you can set it and forget it. On both. There we go. And over a million downloads. Congratulations, boys. Over a million downloads this year. One million. Imagine a million people downloaded this this year and listened to this drivel. Drivel. That's a nice way of saying it. The amount of people from foreign countries that are listening to us, I hope they're not using our accents to learn English. Really? I hope they're not using your accents to learn English. We don't have one. Mine is okay. Yeah. Forget it. So our first cigar of the day, this is something different for us. We're all going to smoke something different, but we've all smoked this before, the cigars we've chosen. But what we're choosing is a cigar that we fought to make the contender of the Cigar of the Year that actually didn't make it. So as I told you, folks, this was a battle. Uh, Barry, first time going through it with us, um, we must have had 30 or so different cigars. I'm going to say it's probably the only other time that Barry Stein has shed tears. This obviously <laughs> after sex and then after the battle for the uh, the contenders pack. So I'm crying uh, right now. Yeah. Your face is killing me. So, <laughs> so um, Barry, what did you want to make a contender that didn't make it? For me, it was uh, Jericho Hill. It was, you know, it was the year of the limited edition for uh, Crown Heads. Yeah. And this was their one staple release um, at the IPCPR. 
And it's made at the My Father Factory, and it features a San Andreas wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler. And it's all things you like. All the things you like. Yep. And this is not a limited release. No, regular release, four sizes. It's in homage to a song by Johnny Cash. Okay. And you love that cigar. You think it should have been in the contenders for the cigar of the year. And for some uh, reason, it didn't make the cut because the battle went on and somebody. Well, you can, only fit, you can only fit so many cigars in the pack, so yeah, something's got to so go. So there it is over there. And uh, Mr. Jonathan, what are right. you? So I'm biased with the Leaf by Oscar because this is truly my very first find as a buyer. Okay. I've gone to the show and I've gone through other stuff, and this was the only one that I was really surprised by. Well, there was the other one, that Bouchon, but that never showed up, so I don't even know who makes it and okay. as far as I'm concerned. They're dead to me because <laughs> they, they didn't send it after we ordered it. Right. Imagine that. You go to the trade show. They spend all that money. Oh, my God. They, I like the order. And they land the, the white elephant here. They land it. And they, then they, they all try to it. get us, and then they don't even ship it. Unbelievable. But Was this, that a fat joke? This guy shipped it. No. Uh, Jim Robinson, so we who owns Leaf by Oscar. It's Honduran, which I'm normally not a Honduran guy. But uh, this one's delicious, and I love the gimmickiness of it. But more important than that, I love that it's a good cigar. It is a good cigar. And I felt like it deserved to be in. One size, three wrappers. And, uh, I, was, and I was outvoted. No yes. cello, tobacco leaf wrapped around yes. it to uh, keep it. Just getting myself prepared here. Seems a little dry, but that's just the outside it's just wrapper. the outside leaf. Protecting it. It's because it's been sitting out on the desk here. I remember uh, I, was, I was at a booth, and you come running over to me and said, what do you think of this? And uh, I said, oh, my God, great idea. I love the gimmickiness of it, but how is it? And you said, here's the amazing thing. The cigar it's is actually good. good. <laughs> uh, and, and the band on it even is made of tobacco pulp or something. And I've done it many times. You smoke right through the band. You don't even take it off. Yeah. It can be done, but Jim Robinson suggests against it. But it can be done. And you can notice a little bit of a taste change when you yeah, make yeah, it. Yeah. And, I like but it. But in a good way. I, agree. I like it. A little sweetness. So I had to pick one, and I fought for this, and I lost the battle. Listen, I'm, I'm the boss, but it, it doesn't go my way all the time. Right. Uh, when somebody makes a point, they make a point or whatever. But uh, what did I pick, Barry? You got the La Boheme by Boutique Blends. It's a cigar from Rafael Nodal, and it pays nod to his love for music. La Boheme is named after an 18th century opera by Giacomo Puccini. And features an Habano wrapper from Ecuador over the Dominican binder and fillers. It's not a name you hear very often. Lebo M. Giacomo. Oh, Giacomo. It used to be a more popular name in like the 30s and 40s. Boy, this is a beautiful cigar. They're coming off of, um, according to Cigar Aficionado, the number one cigar in the in, free world. In the free world. It was actually uh, voted number two by them. They, they chose a Cuban cigar. Um, some brand new cigar, Monte Cristo number two, right? You know, something that came out uh, 37 years ago as the cigar of the year, and, and I'm thinking the car of the year is the '57 Chevy this year. Because see that new car, the '57 Chevy, it's pretty the same exact car, and it's the same exact movie every time. Barry, okay, he goes on this rant. Yeah, he's been doing it for five so, years. Yeah, so what same do I get? Car, same movie. It's always the Godfather. Yeah. It's always the '57 Chevy. He doesn't know another car. That's the problem. Love is an is an excellent cigar, really and, I, excellent. And, and I think it's better than the aging room that won yeah. the number one cigar in the free world. Well, they, this, the La Boheme wasn't out by then. But, yeah, but um, it's pricey. Yeah, you're looking and, at $13, $14. Which isn't making it sell all that well, but I urge you to try this cigar. You want a great cigar. Here's a great cigar. 
And I'm going to even go as far as say a great cigar for the money, because in order for it to be into that range, it, it, it's with other famous right. brands that are in there at that price level. And you go, well, I really don't know that cigar. It's better. For the price, I think it's yeah. a great, great cigar. And uh, I lost that battle. But uh, let's give him a cut now, and uh, we'll begin the, uh, the lighting ceremony and cutting ceremony. It's time to cut our cigars. The official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo actually cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their prices. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And we are going to cut it. And now we all have our own different cigar. This is very different for us. We're not smoking the same thing, so we can't. You know, it's funny. If you look at what we picked, it's pretty much three different segments of the market. I picked something that's a little bit lesser expensive, um, the blue-collar cigar, so to speak. Kind of on the geeky side. Geeky side. Jonathan picked the... I went all gimmick. All gimmick. And it turned out to be more than a gimmick. Yeah, and yeah. You, and you that's went... That's about a $9 cigar. This is, yeah, I know. Yeah. And you went for the luxury product. So it's pretty much what our price scales are. There we uh, go. <laughs> this, this is where we live, right? <laughs> yeah. How expensive is your cigar? Like seven bucks. Eight yeah. Bucks. Yep. Now, I'm right off the bat on the, the cold drawers, Barry likes to call it, or the pre-light taste, as we called it before, I'm getting a, uh, a, a distinct note of shredded wheat. It's Mr. Jonathan's Flavor of the Week. Of the week. With just a hint of Wheaties. I just want to go on the record that wasn't me. Yeah. You, you are producing the show, but he has gone so far as to hook his laptop up. Because so I'm can... sick of not getting the button pushed <laughs> yeah. when I nail it, so I'm going to push my own button. You're I'll pushing pu- I'll your, push button. your button. Yeah, and you're pushing all our buttons, as you always do. <laughs> now, something new happened to me this week in the cigar world, something that I, I found out uh, through the mail, regular mail. This week, I became inducted into the Cigar connoisseurs club it's a very exclusive exclusive put out uh by the folks at jc newman they sent me this awesome pocket t-shirt nice uh and at first the first thing i saw was the t-shirt i didn't know who sent it but i recognized this tower right here Here we go the clock tower that has to be my boy bobby newman sending me something special and i dug into the paperwork and it turns out that i am now a member of the cigar connoisseurs club Something that I can say that I don't believe either the two of you can say. So all I have to say about that is... You see, pal, that's who I am, and you're nothing. You'd be wrong again, sir. Wrong again. That is as exclusive as a club as in the 80s members-only jackets were exclusive. Yes. So you're saying you're a member. I have been a member since 90... I would say 97, maybe. 1997. I actually brought my card with me when I went down there just to show them. And they said, oh, my God, that was the first year we ended up. To- of course, you get in right at the beginning, not 20 years later. But my card is different than yours, and my shirt is different than yours. I probably still have my shirt. It just probably doesn't fit anymore because <laughs> that was at least 40, 50 pounds ago. That is a thing. Is that about- how we do it, Barry? We figure out time by the pound? <laughs> by the pound. It's no longer by the year. Yeah. It's by the weight. By the pound. Oh, about 40 pounds, 50 40 pounds ago. <laughs> it's true. All right, so let's cut. Uh, we've cut our cigar. Let's light our cigar. This is Vertigo, the Vortex lighter. This is a fourteen ninety nine lighter. The technical term for this tank is big ass. Yeah, has a big ass tank. Yeah, that's technical. Uh, this is a tweener lighter, as you like to say. It does yeah. 
sort of rock between pocket lighter. Because it has a base top. that can, can sit up there, but it's small enough to go in your pocket Certainly for sure. Is. But big tank, uh, it is a three-jet flame. It has an easy adjustable uh, base on the big, bottom of it. Yeah, no, you don't have to use your fingernail. It flips out. Yeah. The price on this thing is the best part, man. Yeah. fourteen ninety nine. There are lighters five times the price of this that don't light up every single time. And I'm seeing that they, uh, the people at Vertigo are now having uh, Edgar Hoyle. Hoyle. Yep, they just did, uh, I think they believe, six different um, unique lighters with uh, works of art from Edgar Hoyle, be it his graffiti or, I mean, his tattoo work or his photography. Yes. I want them all, Mr. Jonathan, as the buyer. I want them all. Yeah. Personally, I want them all, so... I had a red order for one of each. No, you order a bunch of each because it is our boys at Vertigo, and we support them because they support us. That's the magic. That's the that's the um, what word am I looking for? One hand washes the other. Yeah, reciprocity. Reciprocity is the key word. Yin and yang. Yin and yang. So uh, I would like to keep Barry's yang as far away from my yin as possible. (laughs) If we can pull that off. Very clean tasting cigar I have here. Uh, I'm not going to say mild because it's not a mild cigar. There's some flavor going on, but this is right up my wheelhouse. See, now, I I think that a lot of people, and we do it on the show a lot, confuse when we say mild as far as flavor goes or mild as far as strength goes. That is on the milder side of medium for sure as far as the strength goes, but flavor-wise, it's a flavor bomb. Full-flavored, medium body. Medium. Yeah. It's not mild by any stretch of the imagination. But you look at it, and aesthetically, it looks high-end mild because of the shade wrapper on it and how elegant it is. And you say, oh, no, that's going to be very smooth and mild. No, it, boom, I taste right away, instantly. There's lots of flavor there. Not full-bodied, mm-hmm. but it's uh, medium. It's right there off yeah. the first light. So, and when Well, my, well made. And with my cigar, the one thing I like about this is it's medium plus in body, and it's also full flavored. Um, you get that typical Nicaraguan spice that, that's synonymous with Pepin's factory. Yeah. But there's also a dark chocolate, almost like a warm brownie that just came out of the oven. Has the folks at, um, uh, that is um, Crown Heads, have they left Ernesto Padilla? Or all the things seem to be coming out. It uh, seems like they have totally Carrillo. left. Um, they haven't made an official statement yeah. one way or the other, but it seems like they've been working a lot more closely with the Pepin, uh, with the Garcia family yeah, yeah. down in uh, Esteli. Yeah. Um, this is Hochi Blanco out of the Dominican Republic, the Lab OM uh, aging room. It seems like I think they're doing everything now through um, Hochi Blanco uh, and some unbelievable stuff coming out there, and other people are starting to work with them, uh, the Villiga folks. Uh, a lot of changes going on with those folks, but uh, they've moved, I think, uh, almost everything into the air. I think that's where they're working. Um, it seems like in the Dominican Republic, he's one of the hottest guys right now. And the ending guys. And, and uh, I know most people are saying, oh, he's the new guy that's there. I'm here to tell you, I've known Hochi for 20 years. You know, it's just like as long, maybe as long as I've been on the J.C. Newman uh, Connoisseurs <laughs> Club. You guys met in 97. Yeah. <laughs> that's terrific. Uh, no, Hochi's been doing the right thing there. He uh, he was the one that originally did for Cusano did the Cuvée brand. Oh. That's where it was coming from. A lot of people wondered where the Cuvée come from, and it, and it was uh, Hochi. He did a lot, a lot of different things. He's done things for us. 
and uh, he will continue to do it. I'll be down there in February, and I have a couple of projects, depending on the FDA, and we'll get a little into that maybe later on, depending on what ends up happening there, but uh, uh, we'll get into that later on. So shouldn't you have really said uh, that you've known Hochi since 50 pounds ago? I mean, if that's the way we're going to do this. (laughs) It was. I guarantee you that was 50 pounds ago, maybe more. (laughs) That was the whole left side of my closet ago. (laughs) Yes. It was. Are you one of those guys that keep your old clothes? The, the I have it all. Used to... Listen, if, if Disco 70s ever come back, I got some good <laughs> stuff. But the, that was 100 pounds ago. Suede leisure, leisure suits that are tie-dyed. He's, he's got it all. You still got your boogie shoes? I got everything. Yeah, nothing fits. <laughs> nothing fits. I, I got I'm, – I'm on the uh, – again, I, I was losing some weight. I'm back up. Well, what we what we got to do is have the two of you have a weight loss contest because I do give, I do worry about both of you. Yeah. So we got to have a little battle, maybe starting the first of the year. I'm uh, game. We'll I'm weigh in. in. I'm in. And then uh, I don't know if we have to weigh in. No, we're weighing in. Yeah. I think we're weighing I'll, in right I'm, on the show. I'm good with honesty. And Come then, on, me and you will skip. We'll drop down to our tidy whities. Yeah. And we'll every, weigh in on every, camera. Uh, every month. Have to get a meat scale. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll have to go to a truck weighing station and get to your weight. Oh, every uh, every month, we'll weigh you guys in right on the show on the commercial break, and we'll come back with how much you've lost. It's the hottest. You know, we have a customer that lost 100 pounds smoking, smoking cigars. cigars. 100 pounds. We'll do a little side wager. So this guy, this is uh, Jones. Yeah. Dan Jones, Jones. Who we made the C.O. Jones uh, cigar brand, actually Hochi Blanco. Um, he gets up in the morning. He lights a cigar. And he starts walking. And he walks all the way till the cigar is down to the end, lights another cigar, and walks all the way back twice a day. It's the way to do it. Lost 100 pounds. It's not, it's not well, a ridiculous that's, that's amount of exercise. Issue. We're both, what is the word, Sed- sedentary? When you sit and you're in one place and you don't move? Yeah. I mean, I work, in, I work in the back on the, on the websites, be it twoguyscigars.com, the Cigar Authority. Dave's in his office meeting with, Everybody in the industry working on what he has to work to keep the companies running so we don't exercise. So that you guys get up a half an hour early, walk for 15 minutes one way. Or we start having – we do our show prep on feet. We, we take a walk and we do show prep every Thursday. Okay, let's go. Wait put a second. Put put come I'm getting dragged into this. I don't want to have to exercise. You're going to be the drill sergeant. You're, you're going to have to take going. notes because I'm not going to be able to write or breathe very much. <laughs> And that's the fact, Jack. <laughs> I know who I am. All I right, Giacomo. Um, no Chuck this week. Chuck Morrison, again, uh, has uh, chosen the New England Patriots over us. The what Patriots, a mistake. Patriots lost last week, so they make them go out early, and they kind of find them. And, and you know, we're leaving early. We're going to practice harder. We're going to do whatever. Good. Uh, where he's only doing the audio part of it, he has to go also. He still has to do the push-ups and the, the walking and all that stuff. So that's why he looks like he does, and we look like we do. How about we do the radio show two hours a week on a treadmill? People can un- barely understand me as I speak. Can you imagine me out of breath trying to talk? Yeah. Yeah, I can't fill the entire two hours myself. I'll sound, so. I'll sound like Darth Vader. I'll be like, <laughs> I'll have to turn both of your mics off. It's I not going to be father. good. Yeah. All right. So uh, we won't do that anyway. So All right, I, can't, I can't go any further. All right. So, Barry, how can a boner help the cigar industry? Well, it's, what the hell? And this is in here. I didn't write it. It's very simple. It's three of the most powerful members of the House of Representatives have petitioned the FDA to change the date of which cigars I would be that. accepted from February 15, 2007 
to April 25th, 2014. Those three members of the House of Representatives are Kevin McCarthy, Republican California, Fred Upton, Republican Michigan, yeah. and John Boner, Representative Republican from Ohio. That's uh, Boehner. I believe Boehner. it is pronounced Boehner, you Boner. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's, how, there's no A in there. How do you get Boehner from Boner? Uh, it's just how they pronounce it's the B-O-E. name. It's B-O-E. That's Bo. H-N-E-R. That's Ner. Boner. And you, you spell the B-O-N-E-R as well. Have on my show notes. Yeah, that's what's on mine. If I, it said B- I spell phonetically. Yeah. All right. So we've got that. <laughs> so th- that is interesting that they and I and I saw that. I thought it was very interesting because we are worried about we have to go back seven years and the good news is okay now. Uh, they're going to bring it all the way up to present day. But the scary part is that they're talking about doing this. So that uh, FDA is going to control cigars and, and tobacco, and it's going to be that new stuff is not going to be able to come out. Um, it to, to me, it feels a little bit like some wag the dog stuff. They're going to wag this out in front of us so that we get all excited. Oh, well, we get all these cigars back. And, oh, by the way, the tax is going to be ridiculous. And they, so we they, gave you this, and now you got yeah, to give us the tax. That is the one that people are, right now, some of the uh, cigar manufacturers are saying, oh, all right, we won. No, this is a major loss if this thing goes through. Major. Uh, it's not as bad that we end up ha- hanging on to the past seven years of the cigar brands that came that came out. But the problem is anything that came out. And, and why April whatever? We, you know, what was the date on that? April April 25th, 2014, which was the day that the proposed regulations were announced. Um, so they wanted to bring it up to... Up to current day, when the FDA announced the new regulations, possibly. Well, in, in fairness, um, at that point, people had made a, uh, a spent a lot of money on packaging and things like that that they'd all have to throw away. In in the, in the productions of the cigars, we know some cigars take years before the cigars ready. So uh, they'll say, okay, if you had already done it now, if you did it after the fact and we told you that this is what we were going to do, shame on you. You produced all these bands and stuff after that date, then then you're screwed. You know, and I I know um, we were looking at a couple of projects. When those regulations came forward, I put my projects on hold because I said, you know, if they end up doing this, what a waste of money it's going to be. I'll have to throw all this stuff away. So I put it on hold. Some people maybe went forward. We saw things at, at IPCPR this year, new stuff at the yeah. trade show. Le- Levi Oscar, that was already, maybe it was I already. Think it, I think he snuck in under the yeah. wire. Because um, he had it He had it for sale in his own shop before he went national. Okay. Um, so, you know, some of those things that were at the show, um, they would not fall in line. Hirochi Rabania. The new HR that's out there, um, that cigar is just hitting the marketplace now, therefore it didn't make it. The question I have is, is it from the point of invoice or is it from the point of purchase? What's the difference? It's the same. It's not the same. If a, if, if we, for example, with us, if we have a cigar made by um, whoever we're going to have it made by, Hochi, and he invoices us... Uh, we, we have it all set up, and it's not supposed to launch until you mean Christmas. Made the, made the purchase order? We, made, we write the order early in the year. He makes it. The bands are all set. The trademark is there. We just haven't shown use no, yet on it's, it. It's, it has it's showing to be use of sale. Use of sale. Um, made a purchase order. What the heck does that mean? I don't know. That would show that you had the intent to Even have it the did. The first time that cigar was for sale was at the trade show in July. Right. So it didn't make April anyway. 
right? Yes, be- he had his idea of he was going to come out with a cigar. Obviously, it takes years in advance. It could also be the date the trademark was filed. Huh? I'm in good shape if that happened because I got some <laughs> trademarks out there. <laughs> Same with me. It's Kilo. Yeah. When I saw that thing. First thing I thought was Kilo's alive. All right. It ends up saving it. So I don't know. Liking the cigar. Why did this not make the list? Um, just didn't make the list, man. I'll yeah. voted. Yeah, we don't have the we don't have the notes. What do we have? Five people voting. Yeah, but it was a battle, man. It was it was loud and it was it was days long. You didn't have to say all those things about my mother either. No, well, hey, and uh, then it was uh, back and forth in emails, and it doesn't come off good in emails. But yeah, I do find that emails are very tough to get your your inference in there. Inference. Inference. Okay, it's time to go to the classic uh, day in history brought to you by Classic Cigars. Let's do it, it. Wouldn't it be Asylum? Aren't we yeah. Oh, Why Jesus. You your yeah. show notes there, Num Num. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> all right, this is my show notes. Uh, all right, let's go to the Asylum. Opposite of Ron Burgundy. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news, too insane to be true, but they are. Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. A pet parrot that spoke with a British accent when it disappeared from its home four years ago has been reunited with its owner, and the bird returned with some new knowledge. The bird found its way to a Southern California veterinarian who was able to track down its owner by way of an implanted microchip. Four years prior, the bird had flown out an open window because its owner had let too much time go between wing clippings. If the bird could talk, oh wait, it can. (laughs) The U.S. raised British accented African gray parrot now speaks perfect Spanish. Wow. Es una locura. That's Asylum. That was Spanish for that's insane. <laughs> I doubt uh, it. This yeah. <laughs> They're coming to take me away. Ha ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho ho. Hee hee. Ha ha. To the funny farm where life is. Yeah, we have a chip in D Martin. Do you? Yeah. He gets lost. He ain't going anywhere. He doesn't like to miss a meal. So he sticks around the house. Well, that segment was brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars. And uh, you'll like in the new Asylum Cigar. I see you going to that. You're bringing customers to it, the Dragon's Milk. Mm. Yeah, I get some. That is cigars to the bomb. There's something that didn't make the uh, make the cut, but it didn't come out soon enough. It could make the cut for next year. It's no, truly it something. really couldn't. No? No, it's not uh, big enough production. It's a pseudo-limited edition. Ah, I didn't know that. Small batches. So, uh, you know, we had... Uh, Got lots of emails on people. That's why I was smoking different cigars that didn't make the cut. But we got lots of emails from people that said, oh, it should have been this, it should have been that. There were some things I actually never heard of, brands I never heard of. This was probably the owner of the, of the brand sure. or something saying it. Uh, super limited releases. It can't be a limited release. It has to be out there in the marketplace and available. Uh, it doesn't have to be in tons and tons of places, but it has to be available for somebody to buy. So uh, what do you got for an email? Well, we got Jim uh, shooting us an email and uh, he's submitting this message through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Uh, listen to the podcast this morning, and I was surprised that the app says Ash Tom. Uh, listen, Jim, I read exactly what's in the email, so you're going to have to spell it right. I believe you mean the Ashton 
symmetry, which could be a, uh, a computer fixing your spelling there. Uh, it did not make the list of your best cigars. I hope you guys review it soon. My buddies and I can't get enough of it. Also curious as to why you decided to do an asylum uh, with a news story that was obviously made up and hurts the credibility of the show. Signed, Jim London from Houston, Texas. And uh, Jim, we said that it was made up. It was just too good not to go with, given that we were wrapping up and No Shave November. And Jim, we have no credibility. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's kidding who here? All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it is the classic three-way. We'll, we'll get that in uh, in the right time. Um, and for this week, we'll call it a classic two-way because we have no Chuck Morrison. We'll see how these guys pin up against each other. The latest cigar journal right here has Whoa. hit the shelves. And uh, we have stocking stuffers for the man and Mr. Jonathan's life. It's just wrong. <laughs> That's what it says. <laughs> We're back in just a few minutes. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I've worked long and hard to create a Cameroon cigar. We've been saving Cameroon wrappers for seven years to come up with the perfect cigar, the Vintage 2003. This cigar has a Cameroon wrapper from Africa, delivers a sweet taste, medium-bodied, a ton of flavor, yet it's smooth on the palate. If you've never tried the Vintage 2003, please go out and try one, because this Cameroon cigar is going to deliver everything you're seeking. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, Something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? So. I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are. Oh, yeah. So smooth. And oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. 
Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Okay, we're back. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast about cigars and the nonsense surrounding them. Nice. It's time to think about Christmas. That's right. Christmas, not holiday. We say it. That's right. We got the nerve to say it. We got the guts to say it. That's what it is. That's why you have the time off. You have off for Christmas. Don't be afraid to say it, folks. That's what it is. What's more exciting than the Christmas stocking? It all depends on what's in it. If you're not very excited when you open the Christmas stocking, they're putting the wrong things in it. We're going to help you and give you some ideas. But first, we're going to look at the Cigar Journal. 20 years Cigar Journal has been out. Uh, I'm going to say it. I think it is the best publication that's out there about cigars. Listen, it was Cigar Aficionado that that, uh, simply uh, paved the way for everybody. It's awesome what they did for the industry. I don't want to take anything away from them. But Cigar Aficionado is Lear Jets and and Rolex watches and crazy stuff that uh and a little bit about a cigar about cigars if you notice um if, if you've been uh getting cigar aficionado for years and years the word cigar has shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and now it's small cigar and aficionado is gigantic this is quite the opposite the word cigar is giant and the word journal is very small it says a lot about what the publication is. It does. This is mostly almost 100% about cigars. On the front of it is tobacco leaves, pretty cool cover, shaped of the world. That says a lot, too, because it is a world publication. It's a bilingual publication, and it's about cigars of the whole world, not just of the United States. I love lo- looking at it because I want to see sometimes something starts in one country. Yeah. And it builds some momentum and ends up coming here. And also, sometimes you'll see a cigar that doesn't make it so well in this country ends up doing so, something in another Rock, country and they else. do it. So uh, it's a pretty interesting publication. Um, they uh, have been supporters of the Cigar Authority. We want to support them. Uh, I like to support them because they do have a uh, classy, great publication out there. Uh, this is issue number four of 2014. And um, it's the winter edition, and it is their 20th anniversary. They've been doing it right for 20 years. They continue to do so. Um, it is uh, bilingual. It's English and German. $8 publication. If you've never read to Cigar Journal before, uh, do so. Find it. It's CigarJournal.co. And I can, I can save you all the hunting. Yeah. I can tell you the page that is the best page. What is the best page? Page 115 is the best thing that happens in Cigar Journal. Every single month. It's not always 115. No, but this, this month, month it's, it's the best. It's always in the hundred something, though. It is. Should, they should move it forward, in my like opinion. The but back that, of the front cover, is that what you're going yeah, for? Yeah. <laughs> or the front cover. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll give you, uh, we, we all looked at it, right? Yeah, we yeah. all read it, and uh, we got some information. I want to go through it and look at uh, some different things that uh, it, it talks about in there for those that have not seen it. Um, uh, as I say, it is loaded with cigar information. Um, it is uh, one thing that I noticed in it, looking through it, was cigar rights of Europe. I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. They actually yeah. even reached out to me this week, well, last week on Facebook. Okay. Um, I told them I'm going to become a member since some of them are members of the Cigar Rights of America as well, even though they live in Europe. Yeah. 
They Good. realize how important it is for a united front to fight all the regulations across the globe. It's yeah, now absolutely. a global issue. It's awesome that they did that. And uh, 25 euros to join. So what is that? It's like $30, $31 yeah, US. Yeah, it's nothing, right? So I'm, I'll join too. Sign me up. I'm in. Um, I, I went on to look at the website to get information about it, but the website is under construction. They do have the Facebook.com uh, slash Cigar Rights of Europe uh, where I found. But and that goes to show you the power of Facebook. They got a Facebook page up before their because website. Because it's so easy to do. Anybody can do that. Yeah. But to put a, a website up, I guess. You need a Barry Stein. That's all you that's need. Okay. You got to get Barry Stein. Barry Stein. Uh, <laughs> what, did, what did you see on there? Anything? You got some notes? I got, I got some notes. The uh, thing that I find interesting is as opposed to having expensive watches, which really is not cigar jewelry. That's regular people's jewelry. Yeah. Cigar jewelry is high-end lighters, high-end colors. You go to a black tie event, like let's say, the launch of the Davidoff Nicaraguan, that's the time to pull out your cigar jewelry, which would be your expensive lighters and cutters. DuPont has a new series called the Nightly Series. Uh, they've got two collections, the white and black, only 515 pieces of the white, and the collection is $2,700. Uh, features a lighter cutter. There's pens going on there. There's cufflinks. Uh, and then the black they only have 28 collections. Anyone want to take a stab? 28. 28 Not collections. Not 2,800, 28. 28 collections. It was like $36,000. $40,000, and that gets you stem to stern, the pens, the cufflinks, the lighters. That's some show-off stuff you, right you there. You can find pictures of those collections by searching night on uh, CigarAuthority.com. That's night with a K. And uh, there's some pictures there. They look gorgeous. A little gaudy for my taste. But they're definitely gorgeous. Hey, I would say a little $40,000 for your taste yeah, and yeah. mine. Yeah. They got the, the <laughs> uh, DuPont's got the Padron uh, lighter coming out. We're waiting on that. We they're gonna, waiting. They're going to wait until after Christmas so we can't possibly, possibly sell it. Sell it. <laughs> My God, get it here. Jeez. Uh, speaking of Padron, Padron released their 4040, which this ties into the magazine. So the magazine's celebrating. Uh, 20 years in the business. One of their taste testers, Renee, owns a shop that is celebrating their 40th anniversary. Plus, you have Padron's 50th anniversary. Hence, 110 years worth of celebrating. Go ahead. And it's called the 4040. Wow. So you add them all up. You got 40 and 40 years years for Padron, 40 years for the cigar shop. Padron is 50, not 40. 50, right? Yeah. Plus 40 is 90. 90. Plus 20 is 110. Yeah. So they did 40, 40. 4040 is 80. 4040 is 40 cigars, ah. and they made 40 boxes. Ah. So, it's so that's 40, nothing 40. to do with the. It's the, a Padron Anniversario in the round. It's ridiculous, man. And uh, that's just what it is. So, why don't you call it the 5040 or 5030 or 5020? I don't. I didn't name it. I'm just reporting <laughs> the news <laughs> right now. But you're saying the numbers like, see how this matches up? It doesn't match up at all. Again. It doesn't make any sense. Again, I'm just reporting the news. That's all. all. For me, there was a a cool article about Rafael Barrera, who nobody really knows who he is. But he's one of the rollers of Flor Dominicana. He does the cigar formerly known as M. um, And it follows him from waking up in the morning, going to work, his whole day. It's a day in the life of. Yeah, it was great. And they showed a picture of his house, and he lives in a house that you would never expect a roller to live in. Correct. But it's because his son was... Uh, got a contract from the Oakland Athletics to play yes. baseball. 
uh, $450,000 deal with the Oakland Athletics, yeah. or the Oakland A's, as they're called. Yeah. And, uh, then- and his son took care of him. And uh, I, I read in the article that Lido himself is responsible for, the for getting this kid equipment. Uh, sponsored because he supplied him with equipment when he didn't have the money to do it. I met him. I met the father uh, at the uh, factory when I was there. He was rolling the Mysterios. And um, now he's doing the M. Yeah, which is the cigar formerly known yeah. as because of the little lawsuit with Connecticut River Valley tobacconists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was one other article of note. And uh, being that they're a global magazine, they do pay attention to Cuban cigars. But I'm tired of seeing all the fakes being posted to Facebook of somebody smoking a Cohiba Edition Limitada 2012. There was never a Cohiba Edition Limitada in 2012. The magazine has a definitive list of all the Edition Limitadas from 2000. So you could tell if you're smoking a fake or not. Well, if they got the if they got the date right, or you can ask Nelson Alfonso, who created every one of them. Exactly. the The article that I that I saved for the end here is the Global Players in the Cigar yes. World article. Yeah, I found this to be very interesting. Uh, the Danish company Scandinavian Tobacco, who owns Swedish Match, which owns General Cigar, and uh, several Cuban trademarks in the U.S., including Cohiba, Bolivar, Hoya de Monterey, yeah, Partagas, uh, and they are a big player in the U.S. market. At 25%, uh, they report that they're up significantly in the countries of Canada and Australia, despite those two being the toughest countries when it comes to tobacco regulations. And it makes me think the more regulations that we get, the the more those bigger players get benefit. And correct. Therefore, what is the benefit for them? Fighting against the regulations, if they can use the regulations to put their—that's right. They, it isn't their enemies out of business. Just came out from Australia this week that, despite the plain packaging, tobacco sales are up. So the plain packaging is works work. for them. Yep. Listen, it happened with Philip Morris. Philip Morris, who has Marlboro, every five years or so, there was a new cigarette that became the number one cigarette, and it was Old Gold, and it was Paul Mall, and it was all these different it, going through the 60s. And then all of a sudden, there was no more advertising of cigarettes. And Philip Morris Marlboro was number one at that time. And here it is, 50 years later, they're still, still number, number one. one. It's in their best interest for these things to happen. They can remain there because nobody can ever get ahead of them, and they can eat up the market share. Imagine when you go into cigar stores, and they don't allow you to display them anymore. You have to go in with the uh, thought of a brand name in mind. And it's going to be whoever was on top at that point right. is the one that stays on mind forever and ever and ever. This is not good. It's a, it creates a monopoly by itself that nobody else can uh, penetrate through the marketplace right. of what it is. Very interesting. Um, you know, when we, when we went through um, the conspiracy theory show, yep. you know, kind of put that together. It kind of made sense that that went there. Maybe they were listening. But it actually put that whole thing together. I like the article on troubleshooting your humidor for accurate hygrometing readings. Yes. I, I knew you would take would uh, really study into that, right? I jumped all over that, that one. Yeah. Uh, I found one of the things they recommend, and you should read the article all the way through because it really is fascinating how they teach you how to calibrate. But let's say you've got a large cabinet humidor or you have a, a whole room humidor. Humidity tends to settle down low. And so without having an ability to move that air around, you've got to be able to... Humidity Humidity drops drops as you go higher. Yeah. So the cooler air tends to hold that humidity, therefore it sinks. So the the key to this is having multiple hygrometers 
in different spots, all calibrated to each other, not necessarily the most important thing is they're calibrated to each other, not necessarily that they're calibrated to be 100% accurate. That was one of the takeaways I got yeah. from that article. Yeah. Also, the tube trick. Did you read that? The tube trick. The tube know. trick. So you've got a, uh, a humidor, and I know on mine, I tend to overfill the humidification element. So it, I can't leave it stuck to the ceiling of the humidor. I have to lay it flat. Well, you end up... Let it drip and let the water get out. You end up damaging the two cigars that are touching the humidification element because they're ah, right there and they wick it away. I got you. So you get two empty tubes. You lay them side by each next to that humidification element, and now you've got a buffer zone, and the humidity rides over those tubes and doesn't scorch your wrappers. Okay. Fascinating. No, I didn't see that. But what I did see is the fifth... Global World Cigar Smoking Championship. This really goes on. And um, it was in Monte Cristo number five. That is correct. Which is a Corona. Yep, like four and a half by 42 or something along those lines. Five by 44, I think. I could be wrong. Uh, but, you know, just for instance, take a, any Robusto. This guy smoked it for how many hours? It's like one hour, 52 minutes. Yep. And I can beat that. Guaranteed. Really? Guaranteed. You got to keep it lit. You only light it once. No blowing on it. Yep. Did it say that? No blowing on the. You get one match. One match. Once the flame touches it, that's it. Clock starts and that's it. Clock starts and you don't get to relight another match. If you have a bad light, you have a bad light. I've heard of this a pipe smoking, but I didn't know this was going on on the on the cigar end. But um, I kind of smoke slow, slow and cool. You know, some people chug along their cigar, but the problem is cigars go out on me right? because I smoke slow. So anyway, uh, great, um, great issue for Cigar Journal. Uh, lots of other articles in there, paint, painting with cigar ashes, um, adding the art. I know Art Basel just went on. Davidoff just sponsored again in Miami, um, and they have uh, things on, uh, on that too. So uh, check it out, Cigar Journal. Uh, the issue is out right now. It's the 20th anniversary and uh, the last one of the year. Great, great uh, issue. I've got a uh, little trivia question for sure. the two of you. For a medium format cigar, okay. how many leaves would an average cigar have in it? Counting the wrapper and binder? All the leaves. Explain that again. How many full so leaves? Medium format cigar, let's say Toro. a Toro. Yeah. An average size Toro, yep. six by fifty. Yeah. How many leaves of tobacco would make up one cigar? Full leaves. So that would be a leaf. Yes. A full whole leaf, not a half leaf. Correct. Seven. Barry's going with seven. I'm going with two. Um, I'm going to say that Paul Beasley wins this one. It is three to four leaves in a Toro. So we're talking like the full tobacco, not the not the split down the vein. Right. We're talking a full, full complete leaf. leaf. Okay, seven divided by two. Okay. Why would I, if I was talking about oh, half leaves, I would say half leaves. Well, well because that's what they do. They pull leaves. the stem out, right. and then they split it in two, and, and you look at that as what the guy would use as a leaf. Right. I mean, I was but it's only a half sitting at the table where I have rolled cigars So if before. I said to you how many potatoes are in a bag of potato chips, would you think I was talking about half potatoes, or would you think I was talking about a whole potato? How would, many cups I, of coffee I would go by the in, number of potato chips. In, a, in a pot of coffee? Would you think I'm talking about half cups or espresso cups? How many cups of coffee? Anyway, the answer is three to four leaves. I think it's a misleading question. 
Well, <laughs> I asked the question anyway, but I mean, the binder and the wrapper by that definition would count as one leaf. Listen, it's obvious that two. Paul Beasley is really the cigar authority, and the two of you are imposters. Yes, he, he is the authority. Uh, okay, it's time to go to the classic two-way, not three-way, the classic two-way. This day in classic history, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow. It's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Say it more where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Today is December 6th, and we have only four questions today, December 6th, of who was born today. And it is Mr. Jonathan versus Barry. Guess the date without going over. Closest without going over. Today is the birth date of Debbie Rowe. Debbie Rowe. Anything? Roe v. Wade? Nope. <laughs> Debbie Rowe. Sometimes great minds think alike, Barry, and then there's you and I. Yes. Average nurse who became an international subject for marrying pop icon Michael Jackson. She worked as a nurse in a dermatology office of all places. She divorced her second husband and married Michael Jackson after three years of marriage. <laughs> had two children named Prince and Paris Michael. What about Blanket? Wasn't one of them named Blanket? Nope. It was a nickname. You know what the best thing about him being married was? He no longer had a beating. There we go. <laughs> she, like Lisa Marie Presley, is a former wife of pop icon Michael Jackson. She was born today. She's still out there. She's probably very wealthy. All right. Born today. What year? 1964. 1964, Barry says. I go 61. 61, and you're both over. No 1958. Kidding. 1958. Michael Jackson going for a cougar. She's more than a cougar at that point. <laughs> uh, that was about Michael Jackson's age. I think it was right on line with how old he was anyway. Uh, today is the birth date of Agnes Moorhead. Agnes Moorhead. She was the mother of the witch and bewitched. There we go. Agnes Moorhead. Wow. Fine actress who played the mother and Dora on the TV series Bewitched. She also received two Golden Globe Awards for Primetime Emmy Awards. Uh, she tried to change her name to Dorothy Moorhead because she didn't like what her name was. But it was uh, Agnes Moorhead. Uh, born today, what year, Mr. Jonathan? Uh, 1941. 1941, he says. I had 1924. 1924, you're both over. Really? 1900. Oof. 1900. She was old then. Don't you wow. remember? Okay. She didn't look that old. So let me check the score right now. Zero, uh, it is zero. Zero, zero. We have two to go. Today is the birthday of Andrew Cuomo. Andrew Cuomo, a Democratic politician who became New York's 56th governor in 2011. President Bill Clinton appointed him uh, 11th United States Secretary of Housing, Urban Development in 1997. He was married to Kerry Kennedy, the seventh child of Robert F. Kennedy. 
former Governor Mario Cuomo is his father, but today is Andrew Cuomo's birthday. Born today, what year? Barry Stein, you're a New Yorker. Originally, I said 1966, but I've been going over, so I'm going to deduct 10 and go 1956. 1956, he says. I did the same thing. I was going to go 1939, but I've been going over, so I went 1901. 1901, Barry Stein, 1957. 1957, good call. You just made it. You just made it. Barry gets one point. Mr. Jonathan, still at zero. You're still at zero. This is the last one. All right. You need two to win. Two to win. Which is an exact number. Here we you get go. two points. I'm ready. You need one to tie. You haven't won in years. It's been a while. Okay, today is the birthday of Lester Gillis. Lester Gillis. Toby Gillis's brother. No. J.K.A. Gillis. George Nelson. A.K.A. George Nelson. George Nelson is. Wrestler? Nope. A.K.A. Baby Felt. Face Nelson. Ah. Baby Phelps Nelson was a bank robber and murderer. The name given to him due to his youthful appearance and small stature. Entered into a partnership with Don, with John Dillinger, uh, helping him escape from prison of the famed Crown Point Indiana Jail Escape. And was later labeled, along with the remaining gang members, as, as public enemy number one. It is Lester Gillis, a.k.a. Babyface Nelson, born today, what year? Barry Stein, no, Mr. Jonathan. 1875. 1875. I got 1888, but it deduct 10 again and go 1878. Just made it, because 75, 78, you get it. It's 1908. Barry Stein gets two points, Mr. Jonathan, nothing. No points for you, and may God have mercy on your soul. Sorry. This day in classic history brought to you by Classic Cigars. Under $2, Classic Cigars. How can you beat them? Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. And if you are celebrating your birthday tomorrow, Paul Beasley's birthday. And he's here in the studio audience, so he's happy here. birthday, Happy Beasley. birthday to Beasley for tomorrow. But if you are celebrating your birthday on your birth date, Come by any two guys smoke shop. That's Salem, Seabrook, or National New Hampshire on your birthday, and we will be happy to cut and light a free cigar just for you. And it's a special cigar. It's a happy birthday cigar. So come celebrate your birthday at Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, what I want to do, and it doesn't appear that we have time to wrap this up in this hour, but in the next hour, I'm going to put you and Barry against each other, and we're going to go cigar journal ratings of all time. What did it get? What did it get? So I'm going to list out some cigars, and you've got to tell me what the rating was. All right. So as far as this cigar I'm smoking, I'll tell you what this cigar gets. I don't know what Barry Stein rated this cigar, but La Boheme is up there in the, like, a 95 category. It is a wonderful cigar. And I know the sales are going slow on this, and it's going only because of the price. And you're scared to spend this kind of money on a cigar you don't know about. Now you know about it. I'm telling you about it. It's great. How about yours? I'm going to say that the I would give this a by solid 91. A uh, little bit of a burn issue sometimes on these, but uh, all in all, very solid. The flavor is very consistent from cigar to cigar and bundle to bundle. Barry uh, Stein, what do you I love think? it. And to answer your question, I never reviewed that cigar, so I uh, will review it that week. Okay. For me, this was a 91, 92 rated cigar. Chocolatey, spicy, right in my wheelhouse. Right in your wheelhouse. Okay, we're going to uh, go to break. Uh, it's a boner move. Again, it's a boner move to charge over $30 for a cigar. We're going to talk about the most expensive cigars of all time, and we will discuss them. Also, we'll light up some of our limited 
uh, releases of this year, of 2014. Basically, cigars that could have made the Contenders Pack for other reasons, except they are limited editions. We got Cigar News, Old Five Freddy in the Aging Room. We'll be right back with our number two. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hey, and you know what? Whether you're smoking your La Boheme, your Leaf by Oscar, or your Jericho Hill, doesn't matter what you smoke, take a look at your cigar before it goes in your mouth because the lid end doesn't belong there. We'll be right back with our number two. And you know what? I finally messed up. Yeah. <laughs> I played a musical bumper on a bit that didn't need a musical bumper. Yeah. So we now have, now have another two minutes to kill. All right. <laughs> it was bound to happen. So you did not rate this uh, La no, That rate the La Boheme. And, uh, it's so do that this week. I actually each. looked yesterday when I was writing down the show notes. Yeah. And I was like, couldn't find a review. This so is a really good cigar. Right? I, I'd be interested to know it because I know it, it's mild in the cigars you like, but it is not mild by any means. It's a medium-bodied, a lot of flavor. It's a great cigar. Please rate it. Did you rate Leaf? I did the Natural and the, the Connecticut and the Maduro. I still believe I have the Corojo to do. Yeah, the Corojo is really um, good, man. I know I did two out of the three, so two right. out of three ain't bad. Of the three, I think this is the this is the winner. That was Corojo. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Two out of three ain't bad? Yeah. And as, as a person who likes a smaller ring gauge cigar, um, I find the Jericho Hill to be much more enjoyable in the largest ring gauge. Wow. Which is interesting. I almost grabbed the smaller ring gauge because you tend to be a little on the geeky side. Right. And that, I figured that'd be the way you went. But the rest of our cigars were in the Toro area, so I grabbed you the Toro I'm size. smoking a Dominican. You're smoking a Honduran. You're smoking a Nicaraguan. And this is what we chose, isn't that? It's very interesting. Yeah. And I'm not normally a Honduran guy. I said that before. That's interesting too. And in the second hour, we'll uh, we'll take a look at our favorite um, boutique cigars of the year. Yes. Okay, that sounds like uh, you got it right. All right, we'll be back in just a couple minutes, everybody. Stick around. Uh, keep the lid end out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of this bumper because we're out of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Cigars like a good story. Perfectly crafted throughout, and you never want it to end. Take it from Rob Weiss, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold and the creator of the award-winning TV series Entourage. The Camacho Corojo is hand-built from authentic Corojo seeds, built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. 
and bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda, Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? This is Jonathan Carney with the Florida Mancata. I'm J.R. Dominguez. This is John Hart. This is Victor Vitale. Hi, this is Pete Johnson. Steve Saka. Hi, this is Phil Zangi. This is a little bit of shake. Is the Cigar Authority. And faith. The authority on everything cigar. Shake your butt. In. And out of the cigar industry. Do it. With your hosts. That's a lovely accent you have. David Garofalo. New Jersey. Austria. Austria. Well, then, good day, mate. Let's put another shrimp on my ball, babe. Mr. Jonathan. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, hey, Zeus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Barry Stein. That's what I love about these high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> and Chuck Morrison. Is this your place? No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh, yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! We get some meatloaf! It's time to light them up. There's no smoking in here. It's time. Oh, it's all right, darling. I'm a volunteer fireman. For the Cigar Authority. Hey, shake it back, gal! Woo! Shake it back! And we're back. Hour number two. Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And then this hour, we got news with Barry. We'll get Debonair, Old Five Freddy in the aging room. New cigars hitting the shelf. And we'll look through our calendar of upcoming events, interviews, and lots more. But first... We have another boner move. $30 cigars. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. That's right. You're listening. There we go. To, here we go. All right. I've got a microphone. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. This week in the unnamed studios, high atop the worldwide headquarters of Two Guys Smoke Shop here in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist and demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes or YouTube where you can set it and forget it on both. Barry's getting comfortable. He's making mistakes. He's getting comfortable <laughs> and making mistakes. He was nervous before when he was on top of it, but now he's getting comfortable. We just have to make him nervous at the start of every yeah. show. Yeah. All right. So uh, what do we decide this, to do on this? Well, this uh, next segment is called Barry's Boner. Gigan, it's uh No. Yeah. What is it? This is uh, limited releases. Yeah, we're, we're going to light up first. Oh, we got to yeah. light up first. Good call. All right. So, nice uh, to see I'm not alone in uh, there we go. messing up. Uh, what is the best limited edition of 2014? I keep great company. So that was the idea of it, and we do not have a winner. Nobody could uh, decide on what that was, um, and nor did we put a lot of effort into that. We just said, uh, which one did you think? And we, we saw that we all picked something different, and we just ended right there. So, uh, Barry, 
What is your uh, best limited edition for 2014? Well, I wanted to smoke a Las Calaveras, but they're not around anymore. That's the problem. I wanted then to smoke a Tatuaje TAA. That's not around anymore. So we can't even do it if we wanted. So you thought Las Calaveras was the best that you had. You, you said, let, let me pick that. But it was polarizing. People either loved it or hated it. There was no in-between. Yeah, but they were so limited. It's over. Right. It's done. So, But it will be coming back out in 2015. As a different product. As, still as Las Calaveras. Is it the same exact cigar? It'll be blended differently. Okay. It's a tribute to the people we've lost over the last year in the industry. Las Calaveras is the day of the dead. Which, how fitting, because now the cigar's dead because you can't get it anymore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it was, I agree with you, it was very, very good. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. So we can't get that. The second one again was? Tatuaje TAA. Yeah. So that he comes out so much. And, that, and that's up to us to how deep do we buy it. Yep. No sample, no price, no nothing. As a buyer... Very difficult, Scary. not to belittle what Pete does, but I thought that was the best cigar he's done in years, and I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, and he agreed Neither with could you. could we. He, he agreed with you on that. Yeah. Okay, so you ended up picking? The Perdomo aged 12 years uh, Maduro. Double-aged Maduro. Perdomo, double-aged 12-year. Here you go there. Of the three wrappers that came out, you had the uh, Connecticut Shade, you had the Sun Grown, and the Maduro. From the beginning, I said I couldn't wait for the Maduro. The yeah. Most. Sure enough, the Maduro dropped, and it was the best of the three. In your opinion. In my opinion. In my opinion, the first one, the Connecticut yeah. Shade, was one of the best cigars I ever had, ever. That was, I'm, I'm with you on that. And uh, <sighs> it was, it, it, it's interesting how uh, different uh, thoughts are. Uh, but, wow, man, he should make that regular production if he could, but he can't. That's the, and we have none. Again, Correct. I, you know what? I might have chose that, but there was none to, to smoke, so I can't. That's the problem of limited releases, man. Why? I don't know. I have a problem with that. I don't so, like it as a as a retailer. Now that's the difference of this radio show that uh, we we are retailers. Yeah, that's not a secret. Yeah, so uh, that that's where the problem arises. That um, and it's know, not a, it's not a. I'm some, a consumer too. I, some people think you know, oh, you're a retailer, so it's a greed thing. It's it's about the money, but it isn't. It's about the customer. The customer comes in and says, "Man, I really like that cigar. I'd like to have another one." And uh, sorry, man, you didn't get it. And then the customer kind of leaves with a bitter taste in their mouth. That's the issue that I have with limited releases that are good. Uh, So what did you pick, Mr. Jonathan? Well, I went with the Asylum Dragon's Milk, and uh, I I just cannot get enough of this cigar. Something about it's the very first time that I've ever smoked a cigar that has been, and I hate using this term, but the only way to to say it is infused. This is really a liquor-infused cigar. And the issue is, let's say in the case of Barrel Age, Nick does a great job with that cigar. He ages the tobacco well. That's interesting. The, both of yours are somewhat infused because the, they're both Barrel Age. But yeah. the two years in the barrel barely gets enough of the flavor to where you can smell it and you can taste it on the cold draw. But as soon as you light it, it goes away. Right. And that, to me, is a little bit of a letdown. This one, you light it, and it stays there. And I believe the reason for this is the liquid, the, the water content in beer really impregnates that wood of the barrel, unlike the lack of water content in a higher alcohol thing like bourbon. So you got the beer going in the barrel. It picks up the notes of both the barrel and the bourbon that was aged in that barrel beforehand. They put the asylum in. I will also add that it's only put in the barrel for, I believe, a few days. It's a couple of days. Right. So the barrel doesn't have a chance to really dry out where over two years the barrel's going to dry out. And alcohol or, evaporates. That's what alcohol right. does. Yep. That's its main purpose, right? So the, with, with the, the barrel stout aged beer that they use in this asylum, you can pick up the beer, 
You can pick up the bourbon. There's the subtleties from the barrel. It really is delicious. And I was blown away when I smoked it. None of us in the back wanted to smoke it when it came in. No. Like, ah. I, uh, yeah. I wasn't even interested in it. It's, it comes in a milk carton. It's, it's expensive. So Barry calls me out and says, you bought it. You have to smoke it. <laughs> and so I did, and I was like. And you made me smoke it, and I was blown away with it because I'm a purist, and I don't want flavor in anything. I want the tobacco to taste. I was blown away by it. We should add that it's also a joint venture with New Holland Brewery, the people who make Dragon's Milk beer, beer barrel bourbon stout. Let's go ahead or and bourbon beer and barrel say stout. that then. So let's say that. <laughs> uh, I chose the. Davidoff Golden Band Award Cigar oh 2014. God. And that's right. I did it because uh, for some reason it, it leaves a great taste in my mouth. Well, a great memory. I'll tell you this. You, you yeah. one, you love Davidoff. Yeah. Just about everything that they do. Yeah. Two, you did win the Golden Band Award. And so I can see why that would be your favorite. And it's a great memory. And I like the cigar. And it has a distinct taste to it. it brings you Which back. brings me back to, to that, that night. Which I'm going to tell you, because I've been going to the Golden Band Awards since it started. I think it's three, four years. Each year, it's greater than the next year. Each year, I'm nominated, and I don't win. And I, it doesn't matter because uh, not it doesn't as long as I'm nominated or it doesn't even matter. It is something that is done for the retail tobacconists. It's an unbelievable night. You've been to every single yeah, one of it them. Is, it is quite the experience to go. And really, you know, people say it's an honor to be nominated, and most of the time that's crap. In this case, it's an honor to be nominated because you get to go to the party. That's it. The party is the win. It, it is a reason to go to the IPCPR. Certainly some is. people say, oh, the deals, the new cigars and all that stuff and everything. Listen, I look forward to that. It, it's so great what it is. Uh, they've done an unbelievable job from it. Uh, and the, the cherry on top this year was winning it. And the marketing that goes beyond that is I won the award, so I get to buy these cigars and sell them. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's the. But I love marketing. It's awesome, and, and it's so wonderful what they end up doing. They turn it into a, a money making proposition for them. I love it. So there's uh, there's only one of us cutting a Perdomo <laughs> <laughs> during the Perdomo cutting segment here. Yeah. But that's all right. But uh, they're nice enough to support our show and uh, let us have the segment on here. So right now it is time to cut our cigars. It is the official cutting is brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand that while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And yes, they do. And Barry's cutting his Perdomo cigar with a Perdomo cutter, and it is his best limited release. Perdomo is not a limited release guy. They're not. And uh, this is his first stab at it. He think, hit a home run. Do you think, well, let's face it, Nick, I mean, is there anyone that really works harder at their job than Nick Perdomo? I'm going to say no. Backtracking to Cigar Journal, he was named one of the movers and shakers of the industry. Oh, he is. He is. And he's totally vertically integrated from growing the tobacco making the boxes, cutting the wood down, everything. I can smell your cigar from here. I'm, I'm going to say that I'm wondering, and I would love to ask Nick this, did he feel pressure that 2013 into 2014 seemed to be the two years of everybody doing a limited release? Did he feel the pressure 
to have to step up and come out with his own. We're going to have to talk to him about that. We'll bring him on the show. You know, uh, he's a guy that doesn't do lots of interviews and stuff like that. But, boy, if, if there's a guy in there. too busy working. Right, too busy working. Thinking out loud with John Boehner introducing this week. There we go, changing, Boehner. Uh, changing the FDA date. Did all these limited editions come out to help maybe get new brands in after the oh, FDA? Well, it, I thought the opposite of the show, that people were coming in, and I go, if any year they should have not put a new product out, it was this year, uh, because it's no good to you. Why would you uh, do all that work into it and stuff? But now, if it ends up going that way, yeah, they, they got in at the end. and They hedged they, their bets. And here I was sitting on the sideline myself, and I should have banged it out. This is just somebody asking, though. This is a few guys going to them. We don't know anything's going to end up happening of it. True. No, we probably won't. They just uh, issued an extension to when they have to bring forth their guidelines. And I believe that extension is um, to April, um, I think April or May of 2015. So we probably won't hear anything um, until the early part. Of so the IPCPR is either going to be awesome or it's going to be Listen, something's going to happen. Right. You, think that, you think they're doing all this and they're going to say, never mind, right. not going to happen. Well, something you, is going to happen and ain't going to be good. You also have NOLA looking to pass the smoking ban. So will we be able to smoke at IPCPR? We, yes, we, we can because we have an exemption anyway uh, set aside. So we're all right. Um, and I don't know if I can... Say what I'm going to say. I don't know if I'm supposed to say it. I better not. Go with it anyways, you big chicken. Uh, Use a New York accent. Just blame me. We're going to go the next three years to uh, Vegas. IPCPR. So uh, for a lot of reasons. And one is smoking laws and stuff that we have the exemption to it. And we're going to grab it. And this is the problem. This is the problem of no smoking laws. Where does a convention like that go? Thousands and thousands of people. And, um, you know, the West Coast people like it. Then it goes to Vegas. The East Coast people, we got to do all that travel and take it over there. But one thing for the manufacturers, they can bring their boots down there. They can put them in storage down there because it costs them so much money to do what they do. So the next three years after New Orleans is Vegas, Vegas, Vegas. And I know some people are going to bitch about it and say, uh, you know, you got to We'll go back and forth, but the problem is the uncertainty of right. the smoking laws is what, what it comes down to. And um, now IPCBR can concentrate on other things and making the show greater and everything like that because we have a home for the next few years, smoking home yeah. for the next few years, which is the important part. Can we of work it. on smoking I'm, during the setup. It's the most ridiculous thing. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. Well, yeah. I remember in New Orleans, they didn't turn the air conditioner on during setup. Until the day of the show, because of some well, union things. That, yeah, I remember people passing out, uh, setting up their boots. Yeah. Well, that that got fixed, and there is uh, air conditioning going on and everything. Hey, listen, the show is going to be better and better and better. We have a new president there. Uh, we have a great board of directors, and everybody's working forward to make everything better and better. I guarantee you, this show is going to be the best ever, and it's just going to go go from there. But speaking of the best ever, yeah, we're lighting our cigar now with the Vortex lighter, triple jet lighter, dual action top. Uh, no bullet cutter built into this one, which is kind of rare for them. They have a lot of uh, lighters with bullet cutters. And I don't in. like a bullet cutter, though, so I'm good with this. Guy. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Big ass tank, uh, $14.99. Industry term. This, uh, yeah, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> this lighter is the bomb.com. Yeah. 
the Vortex. Uh, the, the most amazing thing is fourteen ninety nine. I think I'm going to re- refer to my coolie as a big ass tank. Coolie. I don't know what a coolie is, and I'd actually <laughs> prefer to keep it that way. <laughs> so, <clears throat> all right, Barry. So my cigar is is spicy. Um, the cold drawer before I lit it, and Dave will probably know what this is. I'm not so sure, Mister Jonathan will. But there was a hint of semolina. Semolina rice, flour, right? Flour, semolina Italian bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it just, it to me reminded me of good bread from Brooklyn, um, mm. which I'll argue is the best Italian bread in North America. Yeah, you haven't been in my neighborhood yet. I'm going to show you some bread. Now, you Although keep, you keep gonna... saying your neighborhood, your neighborhood. I've been there once. I'm game to go. Let's, yeah, you know, we got till December 31st to eat like kings. Let's make it happen. Okay. Yeah, why don't you guys see if you can put on 50 before you have to lose it? Because if you put on a a fast 50, the first 50 come off pretty fast. It has something to do with how long it took to put it on to take it off. I believe that to be a wives' tale. Really? So let's talk about Barry's boner. All right. So uh, we're going to look at the top um, expensive cigars that are out there um, in the marketplace. And one of the first ones out there and probably the only one, in my opinion, that's worth its price with all due respect to the other manufacturers. Well, maybe there's one or two other worth the price as well, but that would be the Atabay, uh Delirios, which is a $30 cigar. Yeah. Um, after that, you got the Padron Series 1926, the 80 Years, which is in I love uh, that origin is Nicaragua for Jose Orlando Padron's 80th birthday. I love it. I think that's worth it's it, too. Figurado-shaped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bella, yeah, it's a double perfecto. And you go you box go, press. You go Maduro on that. I do. That's pretty strong. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, between the the eighty and the forty of the of the top uh, padrones, in my opinion, uh, and they're both up there in price. Um, I like it better than the new fifty that's out there, but I don't know about the new the fiftieth. Right, when that's that 50th comes out, it would make the list, but since it's not on the shelves yet, it did yeah. not make the list. Well, they've changed the price now three times, so yeah. we, don't know, we don't even know what it costs. We don't yeah. know what it's going to sell for. Number nine on the list would be the Cohiba Espondido, a uh, $34 cigar, uh, manufactured by the Havana Company, founded in the 60s. The cigar comes packed in three units or boxes of 25. This is a Cuban cigar? Yes. I don't do, – oh, uh, Espondido? Espondido. How big is it? Um, if memory serves me correct, it's like a double Corona, but I'm not a Cuban aficionado, so yeah. do not go by me. I, I, I can't make a judgment on that because I'm not sure which one that is. I'm sure I'm sure I smoked it, but I don't know. I find uh, most Cubans that a price like that, it's very hard to, uh, you know, I, I love the Bihike, but the problem is it's not worth the price. Nope. It certainly isn't. Nope. Yeah. Um, next on the list is the Stradivarius Churchill. Um, oh, the biggest jump the shock loser <laughs> agreed. ever. Agreed. Uh, Don't feel afraid the, to tell us how the you really feel, David. The band, the, the cigar itself. The problem was it was before its time. It used Mexican tobacco before San Andreas got hot. Oh, because it was back when they called it Mexican tobacco. Yes. Yeah. You could charge Mexican. that for a Mexican yeah. cigar. Come on now. Uh, next one is Louis S. or Louis. Um, it's $50 Nicaraguan cigar, usually sold as a single stick. It's manufactured by the Gold, Goldwyn Metropolitan Company, and it's named after a king, supposedly one of the best cigars in the world. Never heard of it. Uh, they are the official brand of the Beverly Hills Club. Never heard of it, never so I can't, I can't uh, tell you, but uh, for never hearing about it, it is a bad 
uh, bad thing right off the bat. And you can that cigar sells for $50. $50. Um, next on the list would be the Atora Fuente Obis X BBMF Big Bad Blank. Yeah. And uh, I guess that says it all right there. How it's much? a $55 cigar. Well, listen, I'm... Uh, it's just not to my taste. Opus X has never been to my taste. When Opus X and Diamond Crown both came out at the same time, I was the Diamond Crown fan. Right. Uh, Opus X, listen, still sells, big thing. They they actually did a, a, a service to our industry, uh, having a cigar come out so expensive that people wanted. Um, but um, what I hear most from consumers uh, that love Opus X is you got to put them down for a couple of years. It's always been my problem selling cigars to people that aren't ready, that aren't ready and cost a lot of money. You do the aging and then sell it to us so we can sell it to our customers so the cigar's ready to go. Unless, of course, you ended up saying, listen, they're $3, they'll be $30 a few years from now, but the customer has to do whatever they have to charge in the top dollar for it and then saying you have to put it down for a few years. Yeah. I don't think they actually come out and say you got to put it down, but the consumer says it. So the consumer tells me the cigar isn't any good right now. It will be in a few years where I'm not really a big collector of cigars that I don't like. Right. I agree with that on every size with the exception of the Lancero. I think the Lancero could be smoked right out of the box. Yeah. But the others do have to be aged. Um, next on the list is the King of Denmark. It's a $75 cigar of only which 30 are made per day. You can also ask them to be made with Swarovski crystals or to be encrusted with a gold and silver crown for around $4,500. Yeah, this is just jewelry. It's not really a cigar, and it's... Uh so ridiculous. It's, it's a boner move is what that is. Yeah. The next two cigars are 78 and $79 respectively. They're both from Fuente. One is the Donatoro Anniversario with the X in it. I smoked it. And the other is the Fuente Opus XA. Smoked it. And uh, going to number two on the list, if I can get the page to turn, would be the original Cohiba Bahiki, of which only 100 were made um, back in 2006. Wow. They were all rolled by a single woman named Norma, and they retail for four seventy. Four hundred and seventy dollars. Yep. And number one on the list before um, Davidoff was eventually added to it, but the original list had the Gurkha Black Dragon at eleven fifty. Um, it's a cigar supposedly smoked smoked by Bill Clinton. Whether or not he smoked it in the White House remains to be. Seen. You know, my issue with that is the cigar. Is they are they calling it the Monica cigar type? Of they thing? don't say it. Yeah, but Bill Clinton has come out that he smokes them on a regular basis. So because he gets them for free, I'm sure. Yeah, he's not sure. sure. And then the Davidoff Oro Blanco, which either shipped this week or will be shipping shortly, um, comes in a box of ten, um, five thousand dollars, five hundred dollars cigar. I'm not digging it, folks. I'm not liking where this is going. Uh, and I'm a retailer, and I make money if I end up selling them, but I'd actually have to buy them to sell them. And why I say I don't know most of these things is uh, they don't give me a sample, and I'm not going to try to sell something yeah, to somebody. $500 cigar, and I'm not looking for a free cigar, but i got to know, is this thing worth $500? How can it be? I'm How sure, can it I'm be? I'm sure it's not worth $500, but no. the, it, do you think, Barry, from a hype standpoint, 
that companies are putting out expensive cigars, not expecting to move units, but just getting themselves noticed. Notice conversation. We're talking about it. We are talking about it. I mean, there will be some six-figure bonus guys in Manhattan walking into the Davidoff cigar uh, store and buying a box. Sure. Because they can, but that's not the I I think they're more buying a box to give as a gift to somebody. I don't think you buy yourself a cigar like that. I don't think you do. I don't. I wouldn't do it. I could afford it, and I wouldn't do it. Just not going to do it. I would probably smoke one just to say I smoked it. Yeah, there must be percentages of that, too. One thing you didn't mention is the Davidoff uh, Royal. There was a Solomon, which was up there the Royal in price. Series, yeah, that was $52, and then the Robusto was $34. The Robusto is worth it. Yes, it absolutely is. There's a we slightly over $30 cigar. I thought that was great. Yeah. We smoked that on the show. And the Solomon, it was, it was a, you know. It was good, but not $54. Maybe. Yeah. $52, rather. Yeah. And that would be the list. My issue with Solomon's is sometimes they just don't burn right. Mm. I mean, you really have to know what you're doing to light up a Solomon. There's a lot of room for user error. Listen, I smoked that cigar with Hanky Kelna himself. He never smoked it before, and I never smoked it before, and he made it. And he says, I'm not smoking a $50 cigar. I go, come on, because I'm going to smoke one. If I'm going to smoke it, I want to smoke it with you. I'm Absolutely. buying, so let's do it. So th- there's you know, a guy, me, buying two of those cigars, taking them out of inventory. I, yeah. I bought it at that point um, because I was making my experience better actually smoking with that person. I don't see a guy smoking a $50 cigar. By himself. Not in 2014. I mean, you'd really get looked down upon if you kept the band on it and people knew yeah. you were smoking. All right, let's get to the best tweets of the week. The best tweets of the week are brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. That's right. It's time for the social media segment brought to you by Recluse Cigars, the cigars that were built on social media. All Recluse Cigars go through eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years to guarantee you balanced flavor. Try a Recluse Cigar today and these are the best tweets i saw all week my best childhood memory was falling asleep on the couch and waking up in bed man i miss teleporting got a little premature a little on premature symbolism <laughs> it's easy to get abs like mine by doing crunches would you prefer nestle's or captain's nestle's i thought you might say that how does anything ever get done at the bubble wrap factory <laughs> you can just see them doing it, right? Could you imagine if Alex Trebek had a twin? Insert daily double joke here. Uh, nothing? Nothing. For every action, there is an equal and opposite government program. Those are the best tweets I saw all week. Today's social media segment was brought to you by Recluse Cigars, rolled end to bar, the old Cuban way for an effortless and perfect draw. Every time. No music there. Barry is off today. Barry, you're in the 80s, Barry. Yes, I'm in the 80s. Your head in your tushy over there? What's going on? He's not not with it. Whatever. Um, New cigars hitting the shelf, Barry Stein. There is nothing new this week at all. I am, for now on, going to check with Barry Stein for this segment. Uh, All right. There's nothing at at all. Um, Do I say it? When when I come back, I'm going to say it. Uh, we, we know this Ferguson in New York with uh, the police and all the oh, trouble that's happening. I got something to say about it. Maybe I shouldn't say it. 
Maybe you shouldn't say but it. But I'm going to when I come back. Also, when I come back, bad news, Barry. I'm sure he has some bad news about cigars because that never stops. That I do. Old Fart Freddy is in the... The aging room, he'll be joining us, and the gentleman is in the house. Even though he's not here, he is the gentleman. He will get debonair with us, gentleman Chuck Morrison. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try our 15th anniversary cigar, this cigar is made at our factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Rich Habano wrapper from Ecuador, Nicaraguan fillers from our farms in Condega, Esteli, and Jalapa. This cigar delivers a lot of flavor, richness, body, and some spice. I promise you, if you've never tried the 15th anniversary, it's going to deliver all the flavor you ever want in a great, rich cigar. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Attic Out. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado. Got a 91 rating. Plus, it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. <laughs> what about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Uh, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay. Do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are... Oh, yeah. So smooth. And oh, yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh, yeah, they're delicious, too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh, yeah. Walking in, you're greeted with the aroma of friendship. You move to the humidor and reach into the Hallmark molded steel box, retrieving the only cigar worthy of such elegant protection. Your cut is meticulous. The light, easy and full. Your taste buds are immediately inundated with a barrage of wood and rare spice flavors, all finished with a trademark plume of smoke. Moscow City Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Okay, we're back. Live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We're going to get debonair. With gentleman Chuck Morrison, old Fat Freddy is just waiting to let you know his He's thoughts. Waiting. Bad news, Barry's got some news, cigar news. We're going to take a peek into the calendar, and uh, we'll get caught up and uh, get our crap together. Uh, so Ferguson, Ferguson, Missouri, Here we go. Uh, New York, 
Um, I'm not sure that what David is about to say reflects the views of the Cigar Authority as a radio program, and this is going out to our sponsors. So I'd like you to stop listening now uh, if you are an advertiser, and then just start listening again in five minutes. Well, what I want to simply say is I want you to look at it as tobacco-related. Both of these um, occurrences that happen are tobacco-related. So we'll take the Ferguson, Missouri, for instance. The guy goes in, doesn't have enough money because of taxation that happened on cigars, and he steals, of all things, not food for his family or um, money from the, from the till. He actually steals the cigars, and that's where the crime begins, and it's a terrible, tragic ending how it ends. Go fast forward, and we'll go to New York. And the guy is selling Lucy cigarettes outside of a store that sells cigarettes, but he's selling them untaxed stamped, um, and he's able to sell them at a better price in the store that's inside, and there's a black market for tobacco. This is the point of what's going on. So it has created crime. So we'll go back to the, to the old, to the 30s, when there was prohibition on alcohol, and what happened in those days is it created public enemy number one that we talked about earlier, that um, ganglang started up and people were bootlegging and crime and people were murdered and killed, all stemming from liquor sales that were happening that, right. that stemmed from it. And now we have things that are happening. And just two things that, that are hot in the, in the news right now that are going on. But is it a coincidence that both of them are related to tobacco? I say no. I say that this is happening hundreds of times a day, that lots of crimes are happening, and it's because of either stealing for drug money or stealing for tobacco products, uh, taxation, and things that are happening on tobacco. And the government has created this uh, because they're making lots of money off of both of those products that were stolen because of it. So There was an elected official who did agree with you, I believe, from Kentucky. They must have ripped him a new one. There's nobody here to rip me a new one. We'll, we'll get emails and things from that. But sure. listen, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to take a side or anything from it. It's a tragic thing that happened either way, no matter what. Um, I, I don't like the possibility of uh, um, the uh, craziness that, that is happening out there. And, and because of one bad thing, uh, somebody can loot and do other bad things. That doesn't make – two wrongs don't make a right, Correct. right? Correct. 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 So uh, I, I don't like that what happens. And without police – um, chaos will happen. So we need police. Uh, we don't need them to, to kill people and uh, whatever. Maybe there's other ways of doing it. And uh, maybe there's some bad cops out there. Uh, it can't be all of them. And uh, both of these uh, people that were uh, killed um, were criminals. Uh, that doesn't mean they should die over it. Correct. But um, both of them were tobacco-related is why they were doing their crime. So... Uh, just uh, listen. We're we're a, we're a cigar uh, show, so let me just bring it up, and uh, I'll, I'll. It's not a bad. You handled that well. Yeah. It's a touchy subject. Touchy subject that, well. that I said should I should I not? Uh, I do not have it on our show notes, and I, I penciled it in to see if there was a right time to say it. This is a very scary subject for anybody to to mention on there. But listen, we're we're a cigar shop, a cigar uh, show, and why not? Um, 
you know, maybe nobody even thought of that. But there is somebody, uh, Barry says, that, that said it. That's all. I wanted to say it if nobody has. So somebody has. So uh, it's going to go nowhere or anything. But listen, the FDA and taxation and stuff that's happening on tobacco, I think the government should look at that as a possibility of maybe we're creating a problem here. Maybe you, maybe you are. You I don't know, think they're going to look at it that way, but uh, there's you, too much greed going on. Yeah, you're going to have people try to use the black market approach to it and steal it or get it tax-free somehow and then create a business within. So you're, you're creating uh, thieves and you're creating uh, people going around the thing. You're creating trouble. Um, and before that, we have tragedy. And uh, I'm sure it's not the only two. It's the only two because it's of recent times, but this stuff is going on. This is uh, ask a convenience store owner um, when he gets robbed. They steal on cigarettes and cigars, and you know we see the um, in Florida how many warehouses were stolen full of full of cigars and stuff. It's a commodity right now. It, it's gold bricks. I mean tobacco products, and that's because of the huge amount of taxation that's on it. Yep. So that's all. All right. Uh, if that isn't bad news enough, bad news, Barry. What do you got for for some news on us? Well, this week in Britain, the Northern Eastern and Western Devon Clinical Group announced it will no longer be performing elective surgery on those who smoke, noting that smokers induce higher costs. This is despite the company claiming to operate at a 14.5 million pound deficit and the government on the same day issuing an additional 2 billion pounds of additional funding. So their argument to me doesn't hold water. Um, so they, if you smoke and you want elective surgery, yep. you can't have it. That is correct. They, they don't want to pay. They have, uh, people, uh, buying insurance and they want to give a reason why not to pay their, ins- not to pay yep. the person that bought the insurance. So here's an excuse. Mm-hmm. Ne- next after that is if you have uh soda. high blood pressure yep. because of, uh, you drink soda next up is fatty foods and it's, it's beginning and the end. Go ahead. This week, Ron Jaworski and Mike Ditka, both former NFL players and now analysts for ESPN, announced their annual Super Bowl party. The party is dubbed Cigars with Stars, requires tickets, but it benefits the NFL Players Association and the Kevin Turner Foundation, which was created to bring attention to ALS. So despite all the negatives around us, we continue to do positives. Absolutely. Lode, California, which was the first place in the country to ban smoking in bars and restaurants, announced it is about to ban smoking in parks with a 3 nothing vote in favor by the Recreation Commission. Three people again. Uh. Three people. It's always three people that decide on the whole community. During the elections this year in the city of Pula, Georgia, they had a measure on their ballots to ban smoking in enclosed areas, outdoor stadiums, arenas, as well as 10 feet from open doors or windows. 83% of those who voted voted in favor of the ban, this week, the ban was put in place. However, the local government provided exemptions for private clubs. In August, we reported about the military looking to ban smoking in the armed services. This week, the 2015 National Defense Authorization Act, which is expected to pass Congress before the Christmas break, was introduced. The bill has language that will now require military bases to sell tobacco at non-discounted rates, where they have been selling them for up to a 17% discount to members of the armed services. However, there is language in the bill that prohibits the military from adding new measures to ban smoking. The current military law that bans smoking on submarines, however, will remain in effect. 
Lastly, um, a new part of news. We're going to take a look at trademarks that were issued this month, this past month. We'll do, be doing it on a weekly basis. But in November, Espinosa trademarked Backroom. Moyer and Ruiz, which is La Jugada, trademarked The Rake and Hand Gripper. Drew Estate trademarked Yardbird. And Swisher slash Drew Estate LLC. Oh, is there a company? Is that it? Yep. They licensed the ability to market acid, e-cigars, and e-cigarettes. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And that's this week's news. Wow. All right. So you're going to get the trademarks. Include that in there. Good. Good. Um, it's good until FDA says uh, there will be no <laughs> yeah. more trademarks. So this might be a short-lived segment, but uh, very, very interesting. Next week, we may or may not have a surprise guest. Uh, it's a blast from the past. And uh, this is a man that will need introduction to newer people that smoke cigars, but not those that have been around for a while. It should be very, very interesting if it happens. I'm just going to leave you with a teaser of that because we do not have full confirmation on that for reasons that we will uh, explain during the show. But uh, it is a mystery, and uh, I'm not sure if it will happen, but if it does happen, it will be, very, it'll be a very interesting show. If it doesn't happen, it'll be an interesting show anyway, right? It'll be interesting. Uh, plus, uh, on the show, we will have our guesses next week for Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 of the Year. Uh, this is something we usually do in the office as we're talking, and we have been doing it. Um, we're going to do it actually on the show, and we'll reveal to you um, a couple days in advance because it starts the following Monday. Next right. Saturday, we'll tell you what we think they're going to do Monday. We're going to wait till the last minute so they actually can't make their changes at that <laughs> point. But uh, we'll give you what we think uh, is going to be their top 25 and maybe why. And uh, I think at the end of it, you're going to say, wow, you have a crystal ball because it, it will be different from what we say right. the contenders of the cigar are, will. because they're different than we are, and we'll explain that in, uh, why also. Uh, also uh, coming up will be December 20th. Um, we are going to tape a show on Rudy. the 18th night. So Thursday the 20th night. show is going to be on Thursday night, the 18th uh, at 5 p.m., 5 to 7. Uh, and our guest will be George Padron celebrating their 50th anniversary. We'll ask them uh, about the new cigars coming out and any other questions you guys want asked of it. You just go to thecigarauthority.com and you write to us and, and uh, tell us what you want to uh, ask, and we will include yours in there. You can also do it on the chat box because we will have uh, Chuck with us, and we'll be able to follow the chat box along with us. So if you want to listen live, that's 5 p.m. Thursday the 18th with George Padron. This is their 50th anniversary, and uh, uh, we're honored to have him on here, and uh, we want to celebrate along with him. I hope we have the, uh, the new 50th by then to actually light up. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, the 27th um, will be um, the Cigar Authority's Top 10 Light. Our social media, which has received the most likes of stuff we have posted over the course of 2014. All right. And uh, a recap of the entire 2014. That'll which be the last really show just of the, the last five months because we really weren't posting anything before that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I digress. Um, and uh, moving ahead to... 2015, January 3rd, our first show of 2015 will be Hanky Kellner Jr. This is the son of Hanky Kellner, of Davidoff. He's been with Davidoff for many, many years. He's off on his own. He has a little boutique factory, very, very small, and creates a brand called 
the smoking jacket. We had him on last year. We're going to bring him on again. I know he's making cigars for other people, and uh, he's blossoming uh, very well, and we'll uh, see what he's up to. So that's uh, upcoming shows. If you have an idea of what you'd like to see in an upcoming show, again, just go on the CigarAuthority.com. Tell us what you'd like to see. We're running out of ideas, we folks. We could have used it this week. Yeah, we could have <laughs> used it. Uh, let us know what it is. But right now, while you're enjoying life till its fullest, it's important to be a gentleman, to be more debonair. How to be more debonair and more gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts. Switch on your electronic devices. And pop up the valve. You need a gentleman. And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted from one's life. Today, gentlemen, the debonair way to walking your dog. As a debonair gentleman, you're a leader, an alpha male. Thus, your dog must see you as his pack leader. Here's the debonair way to mastering the dog walk. Number one is to always walk in front of your dog. Walking in front of your dog allows you to be seen as that pack leader. Conversely, if your dog controls you on the walk, he is the pack leader. You should be the first one out of the door and the first one in. Up next here is to use a short leash. Using a short leash allows you to have more control of your dog. Attaching the leash to the very top of the neck can help you more easily communicate, guide, and correct your dog during the dog walk. Remember, a debonair gentleman is always in control. Next is to give yourself enough time for the dog walk. See, dogs like humans are diurnal, so taking walks in the morning is ideal. The recommended time for an optimal dog walk here, fellas, is 30 minutes to an hour. Just the perfect amount of time to light up a debonair cigar and enjoy your walk. Next up here is to clean up after your dog. On walks, always carry bags that you can use to pick up after your pet and then simply throw them out either in a trash bin along your walk or when you get home. It's your duty to pick up after your dog's duty. Yeah, baby. Lastly, <laughs> reward your dog after the walk. By providing a meal or a treat after the walk is finished, you've allowed your dog to earn his food and water. That's the debonair way to walking your dog. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question always is, gentlemen, are you debonair enough? You listen to Dean Martin? I know he listens. Dean Martin listens to the show. He's a big fan. He's a good boy. I think Chuck even ran out of ideas this week. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, he's going to be how to walk your wife. <laughs> uh, leash collar? No, keep him short leash. Giggity. <laughs> Give All that stuff? No. Short choking, mo jerking motion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into the mailbag here. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. Aaron writes, hey, guys, I had a quick question for you regarding the contents. I'm sorry, the contenders criteria. My understanding was the criteria you used was the cigar first had to hit retailer shelves between October 1st of the year prior to October 1st of this year. Is this still correct? I tried to briefly poke around the reveal episode to hear you explain it again, but I was not able to find it. 
The reason I ask is that the Illusion was released in early 2013, which is outside of your criteria, and the Fratello, unless it is just the latest Vatola, was released outside of your date criteria. Please let me know if I missed an update uh, as to what cigars are eligible. Signed, Aaron. Um, I'm going to say, as far as the Fratello goes, although it was released earlier, it was not available to the whole United States until just recently. So he was only really handling his um, region. The D.C. area. Yeah, D.C. area where he lived and decided he was going to go national with this brand. I, uh, I bumped into him in D.C. I happened to be uh, in D.C. fighting legislation, and that's where I bumped into him. And then he started making his way out. Uh, he actually hasn't hit the whole country yet. Uh, Believe it or not, folks, he's a one-man operation. Certainly is. And his wife uh, is handling the uh, shipping the stuff. Talk about a small company, but he is nationally known. He's in 200 stores. You're going to start seeing ratings on Cigar Aficionado. He's legit, uh, too legit to quit, and he's a hardworking guy. And, um, you know, maybe he had it out there a little bit beforehand, but not nationally and uh, so so that counts my understanding on the illusion was that it was available for uh the nation to buy as of the ipcpr this year that it was uh select accounts that had it so it was a sort of a limited edition again the, i'm getting my information from the rep which is not always the most accurate but that's what we when based. it was available to us when it was available to us we had to assume we, that it was available it. to the nation is that uh, what you got, Barry? Is that how you? I'll agree with that. Yeah, that's pretty much what I heard as well. Yeah, so it's there, and uh, so some of that stuff can be a little bit deceiving as far as you know. If you're going by when the actual cigar was released, it depends on when it's released to the entire country and who's available to buy yeah. it. Very hard to draw a line in the sand. We do it the best we can to do that. It's, it's tough. Um, the problem is way back of saying, okay, it's going to be January to January. The problem uh, always was of. Uh, you know, they'd put stuff out of the trade show that would count. And I'm going back from when we started this in 1992. Stuff wouldn't come out. We bought, we ordered it. They showed it at the show, and it didn't come out until the next uh, year into, into January. Or as we see things are coming in, yeah, we order them in July. And we know that this brand is July, and you'll, you'll read press releases about it in July. It still hasn't shown up to this day. Correct. We still don't have things that we ordered at the trade show now. Look at the Padron 50. Unfortunately, it can't be the new Padron. We don't even have it, and I'm sure it's going to be a great cigar. Um, again, limited release. It wouldn't fall in that category anyway, so maybe not the perfect example to it. But very, very hard to actually draw a line. Let's see, and we do the best we can. That, uh, but we, we feel that uh, both of those are deserving to be in there. Both are deserving to win. Uh, you know, I'm not going to look at your comment there and say, no, it's not. That's going to actually hurt. Uh, its chances to win because of uh, somebody that may have got it early. Um, and and that'll, I'll go way back to the Camacho days. Uh, Camacho became a cigar of the year, the Camacho Diploma. I, as a retailer, had it one year, one full year before any other store had it. Right. Um, it did not become the cigar of the year for me the year I had it exclusively to myself. It went nationally, and then it became the cigar of the year at that point. Um, and it, it deserving at the time for sure. And, um, you know, there's, there's always a bunch of these. You're just reading one of them, but a bunch of people, um, you know, kind of picking on what we did. We deserve to be picked on. Sure, we do it. it it's okay, bring it on, because um, believe me, the following week after Cigar Aficionado comes out, we start doing our own picking, you know, and the same goes bloggers and all that stuff. We, we do it um, in good spirit. 
is not trying to hurt anybody or anything like that. But um, I, I think it's uh, part of the charm of what it is. <laughs> Is, is you guys picking on what yeah. we ended up choosing, and we're going to pick on uh, other people of what they did. So uh, that's what I have uh, for that. Right now it's time to go into the aging room. If you want to pick on this later, I will join you on that. But it's time to go into the aging room <laughs> with Old Fat Freddy. I'm actually scared to push the button. Hit it. It's time to step into the aging room. Sometimes aging makes a great cigar even better. Just like Aging Room Cigars. They're made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobaccos. And here in our Aging Room is Old Fart Freddy. Nowadays, people are doing away with nicknames. In my day, it was okay to be a dick. Nowadays, it's all about texting without paying attention to proper grammar. If you read what the kids are typing, it can be very awkward. In my day, we were much more careful. For example, let's go eat out, comma, grandma. Could be the difference between her feeling your nuts and feeling your nuts. I'm just saying. <laughs> Nowadays, everyone gets too involved with helping people that may not want any help, just so they can tweet later about their good deed for the day. In my day, if Uncle Jack got himself on the horse, he got himself off the horse. Why? Because he was a man. We were men who knew better than to help Jack off a horse, didn't eat out grandma, and were more than okay with being a dick. Sometimes uh. aging makes a great cigar even better, just like Aging Room Cigars. Made in small batches from rare and limited 100% Dominican tobacco. Try Aging Room Cigars from Boutique Blends. Some things are better aged, some are not. I mean, if your grandma looks a lot like Betty White, I would be only too happy to remove the comma. Well, at least you don't have to worry about any email about your segment earlier, Dave. Right. You've yeah, been trumped. No, it kind of embarrasses the whole show. As poor as we are, it takes it to another deeper, below level. I don't know. Say what you will. The advertiser you stays were, on. You were giggling just like I was. I was giggling out of shame. Hey, whatever. I'm you ashamed of us. It was that nervous laughter. <laughs> I'm ashamed of us. Uh, Nicknames. They want to be called Richard. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's like a guy named John wanting to be called Jonathan. Yeah, our name is Jonathan, <laughs> Jack Whistle. <laughs> so we're enjoying our cigars. We chose as the best of the limited releases this year. I have the Davidoff Golden Band Award. It is better than it was when it first came in. It's sitting now. Yeah. It's resting. Uh, it's improving. It's probably the only benefit to you making me order 100 freaking boxes. And during the break, we were talking about ordering more. We were. It's just um, so you can smoke them. This one is a limited release, but I can buy it all the way up till the Golden Bands next year. Correct. Unless, of course, I win a Golden Band Award next year also. Has that ever been done? I don't know if it's ever been you, done. Has there ever been a repeat? I'm sure there's been a repeat. You know who I think has repeated is uh, Jeff Borshowitz from Corona Cigars. Because he's fighting for legislation and things like that. If he didn't, he should have won twice. He really pushes the envelope. Yeah. And he goes. So I, I'm not sure. If, if there is somebody, it's him. Uh, and, and thank you to him uh, for that, for continuing to fight and do the things that he does. Um, but other than that, I, I don't think so. Uh, and if there isn't, um, I want it to be me. Obviously. But um, we're trying to do good for our industry, that's for sure. And uh, you are enjoying your cigar still? 
I love this cigar, and I am I'm a little bit like you. I like my coffee black, although you drink yours with cream now because you're going the other way. But uh, I like my coffee to taste like coffee, and I like my tobacco to taste like tobacco. And in this case, I like my tobacco to taste like it's been aged in a bourbon stout beer barrel. And that's Asylum Dragon's Milk. Yeah, it's a goofy name. It's kind of goofy packaging. Is it going to continue? To is it going? It'll continue, but they do limited runs of it, so they only make 200 boxes at a time. Because there's a limited amount of barrels they have access to. They have to wait until the two years is up of aging the stout in the bourbon barrels. And then those barrels become available for them to age their cigars in. They can't reuse the same barrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a full release but limited production. Correct. Yeah. Unfortunately, would make it not eligible for Cigar of the Year, but eligible for your Cigar of the Year. And how about Jericho Hill? What's up with that? Well... I finished that one in the first half. This, oh. this half is the Perdomo oh, yes, Double H right. Maduro. And for me, it is a classic yin and yang of what a classic Maduro should be and what a modern Maduro is. Speak there to that. There is Barry. some sweetness to it, but there is also that strength that has become associated with what a Maduro is today. Now, the Perdomo Double aged the whole series, the Sun Grown, the Connecticut, and the Maduro is coming out next year. Again, yes. It's just not going to be that cigar. No, it's... I believe it will be a different blend, but it will be, once again, tobacco aged for 10 years, then put inside an oak barrel for two years. So that cigar is already rolled and aging currently in the oak barrels until it's released. So they're probably doing it now. They're probably, next year's is probably there. Next yeah. year's is already in the barrel, and they've probably got the one for the year after that already in the barrel because it has to wow. sit in the barrel for two full years. My God. Imagine the guts on Nick Perdomo, man. He's and they come out with a limited release, and he does it right. Now, and it's the first time. Uh, Barry, let me ask you, you, are you still tasting that oak barrel type of early taste as the cigar's getting deeper? There's a hearty wood that I would equate to oak. Yeah? Would that it's be definitely the butter that you've been alluding to all show, or a different kind of wood? I'm just not going to get in trouble with that one. Yeah? So. Just asking. But it's definitely not cedar, so it is more oaky. Then it is not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do we got? We got uh, some ratings in Cigar Journal. All right. Let's bang this out. So you guys need to guess the closest without going over on what the rating is for Cigar Journal on Aging Room Quattro F55 Espressivo. This is Cigar Journal. Cigar Journal's <clears throat> ratings. Dan, I will defer to you. I'm going to go 93. And I'm going to go 96. You're both over. It was 90. Okay. Zero, zero, zero. Cigar aficionado is the one that gives that big ratings. All right. So Avo, LE, 2013, the dominant 13, Toro. What's the rating? Barry. 88. Okay. I'll go 89. Dave gets a point. It's 93. I'll let you use my bell. Go ahead, because you'll be just... Keep giving me the points. All right. Brickhouse. Brickhouse, Mighty Mighty. We're going to go Maduro first. Mighty Mighty Maduro gets a 91. 91. Okay. Dave gets two points. It is a 90. Go ahead. Hit the bell. All right. Uh, now, Brickhouse, regular Mighty Mighty. It's a Toro size. It's a 6 by 60 What do you go, Barry? Oh, Dave. Sorry. I'm going to go 89 on that. 89 for Dave. See, I'm going to agree with that. All right. All right. Well, you both be tied. It is 91. It's uh, one of the first ones where the natural got a higher rating than the Maduro in their lifetime ratings here. Okay. Camacho, triple Maduro, short Robusto. What year was it reviewed? I don't know. 
because there was, as European Cigar Cult Journal, a Maduro is stronger. They don't like stronger cigars in Europe, but I'm going to say a 90. You're going to go 90. I'm going to go 88. All right, and Barry gets his first point on the board. They scored this bad boy a 95. Wow. So Barry was wrong, and I should take a point away, but he doesn't have any to take away, as that was his first one. Davidoff, Nicaragua, you both should have this. The Robusto. I'm going to go 95. 94. Oh, Dave hits two points. It is 95. Hit the bell. Hit the bell. Don't be afraid of that. I'm not afraid of the bell. You are afraid because I would normally not allow this to happen. (laughs) But I just knew I was going to. All right. Last one. Last one right here. Macanudo Cafe Gigante. What does Cigar Journal rate this? 86. I'm going to go 85. Oh, Barry Stein, two points? No. Don't use my bell. <laughs> I told you not to use my bell ever. And uh, the winner of Guess Those Ratings by Cigar Journal would yeah. be David Garofalo Thank with five you. points. And Barry Stein is the loser. I study the Cigar Journal. It is the, the Bible to me. I study it. I know it. I like it. Okay. We are uh, done with the show. Next week, uh, we may or may not have a surprise guest. I would love to be teasing this with the surprise guest, but I was told not to, so I won't. Uh, but this is kind of big, don't, big don't, for me. We don't know if he's going to have what it takes to get on the show. Yeah, you know what it takes? Scary thing. Um, it's a blast from the past, and if it doesn't happen, we will be prepared anyway because uh, we are going to go through what we believe Cigar Aficionado is going to come up with their top 25. It's like we have a crystal ball, and we don't. And it's like we know something, but we don't. We don't know much at all. As you guys know, they listen to the show all the time. Uh, But anyway, it'll be interesting uh, nevertheless. So I hope you join us for that. Uh, Remember, folks, this show and every show of the Cigar Authority is absolutely free. We don't ask anything from you. So don't be asking for your damn money back. We keep getting the emails that I want my money back in the show, and you can't get your time back either because time spent listening to the Cigar Authority can never be subtracted subtracted from one's mind, just like Debonair Cigars. Um, For Mr. Jonathan, for Barry Stein, for myself, I'm David Garofalo. Chuck Morrison will be back with us next week. Thank God. Please join us on there. Barry, I'm going to give you an 88 today. An 88. It still gives me an average over 90. 89.5. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening this week and every week to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Hey, and whether you're smoking your Davidoff Golden Band 2014, your Asylum Dragon's Milk, or the Perdomo Double-Aged Maduro, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. It doesn't belong there. We'll be back next week right here on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. for a second. I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact that I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop 
and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, Stogie Heaven. 